Hello, we made it. The whole cast is here. I um, am actually going to turn on everybody's audio so that you can hear them when you need to. Um, welcome to the <laughs> Happy Jacks RPG Network. This is session eight. Can you believe it? Uh, of the Great American Witch. To catch up on the prior seven episodes, listen to happyjacks.org slash Witch and find all the shows on Happy Jacks Network. Uh, my mom just finished episode six, and she made a special point to call me and tell me that she loved it, and it was the best one yet. Thanks, Mom. Hope you like this one, too. Uh, visit happyjacks.org slash shows. Oh, I think that was the episode where we were, like, really attacking mothers. Wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, was that the <laughs> one where we confront my, my mom, and it was really intense and And then foster mom? Toxic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Mom. There was a lot of uh, mom yeah. stuff in there. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> on that note, I am Christopher Gray. Uh, I am the uh, games guide and creator. Um, speaking of creating this game, it is on Kickstarter right now. There are only 10 days left to back it. Um, then you can have it. If you don't back it, you are going to have to wait until everybody else gets their copies before you can have one. So go in and back it. It's only 15 bucks. Um. Kickstarter is going really well, by the way. I'm actually completely blown away by the results. It's a very exciting time. Uh, so that's enough about me. Uh, who wants to go next? Who is? Oh, let's start with Emily, because I think we usually do. Hi, I'm Emily Vanderwerf, and uh, I am playing Abigail Hawks. She is of the craft of Hecate, which means she can talk to ghosts. And we learned last week she's an Ariana Grande stan. Now that wasn't really a surprise. No, not at all. All right, uh, who's next? Mac, do you want to take it? Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Uh, hey guys, I'm Mac Beauvais. I am going to be playing Mel Lake, and she is the craft of Lilith. And I've been gone for a couple episodes, so I have no idea what these people got up to while I was gone. I think you kind of missed a sweeps episode, so there's a lot to catch up on. <laughs> Sweeping in more, way than, more ways than one. Uh, Jim. Oh, your audio. Nah, I just, you chose me right at the time I was bringing up my character sheet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jim Sandoval, and I'll be playing Cave uh, uh, of the Craft of Terra. And uh, he is the uh, sort of the key, peacekeeper, keeper of balance, local attorney, concerned citizen, and uh, believes that love is the answer to everything. He, he's also somebody that um, has challenged the Fae inappropriately once or twice. Well, they were rude, and that was out of balance. Okay, well, that's, your, that's, that's, like, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, do you want to talk about Strategicon real quick while you have the floor? Because it's coming up. I saw it on my calendar, and I was like, oh, I better get ready for this. And we'll talk about it at the end, but I'd like you to shine a big old spotlight on it now. Well, uh, uh, Gateway, which uh, is going to be our second of our Strategicon conventions that we're having virtually on Discord and a bunch of other modalities that uh, support uh, internet gaming, tabletop gaming. Uh, it's going through on the 4th through the 7th of September. Um, Pre-registration is up. It's only $5 for full access for the entire weekend, all the games that we have available. Um, I would also like to highly encourage people if they want to run some RPG events, 
and uh, and are looking for people to play in some of their cool games or whatnot, go ahead and enter an event, and I'd be happy to have you on board. Uh, we're also going to have some tutorials on how to use Discord and so on and so forth, and we'll have people available to help you as an attendee or a GM make sure that you can get everything uh, sorted out uh, and and going. Uh, so I, uh, you know, if you guys enjoy RPGs, we also have LARPs. We're going to have board games and a bunch of other stuff. So. If uh, you want to break away and meet some people online and have a little gaming fun, I highly encourage you to go to www.strategicarm.net and register in and sign up for some events starting on the 29th. Uh, I am going to be running Great American Witch on this uh, online convention. And if you are in a location that is not Southern California, this would be a really great opportunity to come in and jump in on on this game. And um, so I'll run at least two sessions. I'll see what my schedule looks like, and maybe I can do more. I'm probably going to run the 1990s-era Sarah McLachlan kind of uh, session I run at the last Strategic Con, which I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, so, so, yeah, look out for that. And Joe, last but not least... Hey everybody, I'm Joe and I am playing Albert, uh, who is the craft of the spider grandmother. Uh, he sees the future, he sees the past, he just doesn't do very well seeing himself. Uh, he has a lot of mother issues and he might be partially at least responsible for uh, the destruction of New Orleans, uh, which happened last time. So we might have to unpack some of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. I'd like to say I had something to do with that, but I think really it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Speaking of conflicts, um, let's look at what's going on on the desktop. We have a solar eclipse that's coming. Uh, we are actually only a couple of weeks Oh, from gosh, that. that's still happening? Yeah. <laughs> That solar eclipse is, that. is happening on the winter solstice, which is going to make uh, a lot of uh, a lot of power available to anybody who wants it. Speaking of which, people who want power, Albert's mom is on the on the floor here, uh, as well as her storm coven, which are two different conflicts. I'd like to point out. Um, yeah. there's, there's this battle crow yeah. situation uh, where uh, we think that uh, uh, the storm coven is going to try to use Raven as a way to um, uh, destroy the world in the form of the battle, battle crow. And we also have Lola, who we have determined as being the, um, uh, one of the, uh, uh, one of the seven that is in league with, with the, uh, storm coven. So that's, what's on the floor right now. It looks like it's pretty tense. I think we're reaching some problems here. Uh, just as a reminder, um, Mel was not around during any of this. Uh, and while she was gone, a couple of more tenants arrived at the halfway house, including um, Joseph and all that was left of his coven, which uh, really was just the one person, the hag. Uh, apparently they were attacked and many of uh, everybody in the train station were, were killed. Uh, also, the, the halfway house was attacked and uh, it seemed like Raven was able to withstand the attack. Um, the the other uh, resident, uh, I guess, is uh, is is an interesting one. Abigail's uh, fiance yes. has yes. decided to uh, come and stay stay here. I uh, forgot I did that. Um, <laughs> good for Megan. <laughs> Megan Megan is there. Um, so. Uh, 
that's where we are and it's been kind of a really rough ride to get here it is probably now towards the end of the first week of december um we've only got really about a week and a half two weeks until the solstice so we're getting pretty close i might be wrong with my calendar here but it's creeping up uh salem is under snow it has uh winter has started winter is coming and um, there is just this constant um, population of ravens, crows, no magpies, just ravens and crows all over the area. Uh, not just around the halfway house, which they are there, but they're just sort of all over town. And it's become sort of a fixture over the past week. And, uh, you know, it's, ever since they started coming, uh, people have started to become used to it. So uh, that's going on, and yeah, it's this is sort of a, a queer, a weird time. We have uh, at this point. I think we should probably go ahead and just like we normally do, start with a montage. Um, and sorry, my dog is really upset about skateboarders and people with hats outside the fence. I mean, we can't have people wearing hats. No, I mean it's really he's protecting us yeah. from the hats. Uh, Anyway, so let's take take us the morning after you all got back from New Orleans. Um, Some of the residents are inside. I think Joe's... Well, I'm going to turn it over to you while the dog continues barking. So who wants to go first? I think usually Cabe is up early. Uh, All right. I just don't know what he'd be doing. Everything's so uh, crazy right now. Uh, thank you. Well, I'm thinking Joseph is also an no, early riser, actually, so he might be up as well. What I'm going to be doing is I am going to uh, be um, making sure that all of our new residents are uh, are well. But more than anything, if they're going to reside here, they are, they'll actually count towards our total inclusive residents and the people that we are helping. And since we have new residents, especially since they're all uh, natives of this city, they will help us with our numbers and keeping this place open. So I'm making sure that all their paperwork is filled out and I have all their information and, and uh, I'm keeping accurate logs of that. So I'm uh, Cabe is actually burying himself in something practical that he knows how to control and knows how to manipulate and knows how to access because he feels completely out of control in this situation right now. And he just has, feels like he's drowning in this witchcraft that, that doesn't seem to be going the way that, that he thought his life was going to go. So he's sort of like hiding in, in legal ease and in practicality to try to just get away from it for just a few hours, just so he isn't oppressed by it. And we haven't seen uh, Mr. Garrett since episode one. So maybe this is a good thing. Uh, All right, so uh, you're in the kitchen then, probably just... Yeah, and it's also an attempt to try to bring something positive out of of what's happened, because there's just so much negativity. So if he could use it to help the coven, at least something comes out of it, you know? He's just desperate to to get some positive energy, because things are woefully out of balance. Hmm. Yeah, that was a rough... That was a rough day in the Big Easy. (laughs) Mac is like, what? What happened? <laughs> we'll find out. Um, so, Abigail. Not that a That's what happened in that very disappointing. 
so let's go go to Abigail. And um, uh, so was Abigail staying there that night? I'm assuming since Megan was. Yeah, you know, Abigail has, I think, not been back to her apartment because, of course, she and Megan didn't live together. They were very chaste Christian uh, people. Um, so Abigail hasn't been back to her apartment in a while, um, but she is kind of just like lurking in her doorway, waiting to see if the door to Megan's room opens up. Uh, Abigail and Megan haven't broken up, but they also haven't stayed together since Megan found out Abigail is trans. Uh, they haven't really had the big conversation they need to have, but when they texted in New Orleans, um, there was sort of a sense that like, you know, their friendship might be salvaged, even if the relationship wasn't. Um, but Abigail feels very, uh, uh, very concerned about this. Also very concerned about um, Megan being in the house with all of her weird friends. Um, so she's just sort of lurking. And when the door to Megan's room opens, she does a really terrible job of seeming like she's just like exiting coincidentally at the same time. Megan gives her a little look, and then they go downstairs and prepare some oatmeal in the packets. The uh, the the uh, coven special. I hope Cave got some pop tarts. Yeah, if, if Megan wants pop tarts, we absolutely have pop tarts. Oh no, Joseph but... did. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So um, uh, you know, everybody's trying to make normal. It sounds like. What about Albert? I mean, speaking uh, of normal. <laughs> and then there's Albert. There are um, Albert. <laughs> uh, I I see Albert um, having some conversation with Joseph. They've talked before and they've kind of hatched things out before. I think right now Albert's concern is just checking in with Joseph, but also trying to get some some information about what exactly happened. What were they up against? What do we need to prepare for? Um, but co- like approaching it tactfully and not trying to grill Joseph, more like helping Joseph decompress, but also try to get more information so we're, as a coven, more prepared. Yeah, Joseph describes the, uh, and since this is uh, just for the listeners, the um, montage chapter allows narrative control among the players except that uh this is a conflict in play so i'll I'll take the narrative control on this bit um joseph describes the attack by crows as being um something very supernatural and full of magic that he hasn't recognized but felt very primal uh but the ravens essentially broke into the hearth and swarmed all of the witches until they were devoured. And that was uh, a horrific sight. And he got away because um, uh, the the hag, who I think I named, but I can't recall. um, I can't recall her name. She was able to draw the veil and escape with him. So it was it was pretty rough. Now that same attack apparently happened here, um, but Raven somehow deflected them. She, from her account, didn't seem like it was that big a deal, but kind of scary. So uh, okay, so you get some information out of him. Okay, and scary he's very shaken. That girl doesn't think it's a big deal. That's actually kind of scary. 
Yeah. These were witches that the Ravens took out. Yeah. Um, and was this attack happening concurrently to what was going on with us in New Orleans? or the, Was yeah, there a time you, overlap? Or? When you compare the times, it would have been exactly the same time as the earthquake. Okay. That's what I want to know. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, and, and Mel, what's your montage? I think that... Mel finally shows back up at the very earliest of morning. Um, and unless anybody tries to stop her, goes upstairs and goes to her room and lies down. Uh, the thing is, I don't think that we're particularly close, but I do know you. And I know that giving you some time to decompress and having you come down and actually initiate with us is a far better option than going over and going, hey, what's wrong? So he's just going to sort of like just nod that he sees you, not say a word, go right back down to his paperwork and let you walk straight up. Okay. All right. Albert, I think, does something very similar. Um I think Albert kind of has always felt very protective of Mel, um, but he he sees her and he similarly just gives a nod and he just says, when you're ready. And then lets you do what you need to do. I think that she would take, uh, she would turn and look at Albert for just a second and just looks exhausted well uh madam has brought in every uh toy and non-toy that she could find and has set it up on your bed and is sleeping in it i definitely i think i just lay down in bed around her (laughs) But there's this momentary pause of trying to figure out if that's the right move or not. She's uh, never had a cat before. Well, the cat's <laughs> never had a human before, so I think you're on equal footing. Fair enough. All right. Um, great. So that's how the day begins. Um, I think it might be prudent to go into a meeting, although there is something I'd like to do. I can wait to do that. Um, But definitely, you probably all need to reconvene and figure out what you want to do next based on all of the information that you have now. So um, and that might determine determine where we go tonight. So um, I'll I'll kind of turn it back over to you. And then you can all take it I have a question. I have a question to just to refresh. Um, is the the statue still with us? I forget mm-hmm. what happened with our statue friend. Yeah, I'm, I neglected yeah, to, yeah, that is, um, and I did write down her name. Gwen. Was Gwen. It Gwen, right? Gwen. Yeah. 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 She is. Yeah, what's, what's Gwen up to? Well, the statue is present. Uh, Gwen, that's really up to Emily because that's okay. kind of her character. So she gets to decide yeah. during the montage what awesome. Gwen is doing. Uh, Gwen is, uh, 
out back in the old kind of crummy barn that's on the property. Um, and she's working on her sword fighting moves. I'm going to pay this character off somehow. And the uh, statue of the guardian angel, Mikael, is just like in the lobby. So, Mel, you would have seen this big statue of the angel Michael just sitting in the lobby, standing in the lobby, being Michael-like, you know? I think there's a moment of, (laughs) what? Nope. And just walks right by. Big wings blocking the staircase. You kind of have to, like, duck under I mean, actually done that, walked by something disconcerting, went, nope, and just kept on walking. I know exactly what you feel like. Yeah, she's going to nope right out of that situation. <laughs> right, thank you. Yeah, I'd forgotten about I mean, I didn't forget about her. I forgot to bring her up. All right, so I, I do think you should probably have a meeting and just kind of compare notes and decide what you want to do next. Um, and then after that, I've got some things that are probably going to happen. So ominous, Chris. Well, I mean, I'm just letting you know what's happening. Just giving you Thanks. the deets. I'm, I'm a reporter. I don't do anything. I just tell you what's going on. Oh, nobody thinks it was unnecessarily sinister at all. Don't worry about it. Can I ask a timing question of the rest of you? Are you all aware that Megan is staying here? We got home pretty late last night. Mm, yes, I need your social security number when you get a chance. Okay. Mexican. Yeah. I think um, I think Albert, like his whole thing is he'll know, but he just doesn't know when it actually happened. But like, I don't think he'd be surprised to see her. No, I'm actually quite glad she's here. Yeah. Um, she's I really. We're at a point where you really need to be together. Yeah, she's really important to me, and I don't want anything bad to happen to her. Um, So I figured it'd be safer to have her here than, you know, out where the crows can get her. Um, So I set her up in her own room, and uh, she'll she'll stay out of your hair, I promise. Um, And then, like, Megan knocks at the door and is like, so she dropped the toilet in this, or <laughs> dropped the toaster in the sink, or something, and like it shorted out. Um, and I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that in a second. But right now, I'm going to do this thing. As long as nobody got hurt, I mean, water and electricity should mix, especially around flesh. Sure, it's fine. Everybody seems fine. She's still up and walking around. I'm sure it's great. Well, all right. Well, it's certainly good to see you. We got to start talking about what we need to do for preparation. Um, could, could we like? Could we ask Mel what's what's up? You know, how, how are you doing, Mel? You haven't been here for a bit. Um, what okay? is happening with the statue in the hallway and the I heard something on the news? And oh. oh, Gwen? Yeah, that's Gwen. She's cool. Um, she is a ghost 
and we brought her from New Orleans to fight on our side against the forces of darkness. Okay, I'm... I have no further questions. That's that's fine. And Mel just looks absolutely exhausted. So, quick sum up. Uh, looks like uh, Albert's uh, dear mother has killed all of the seven, save one who we believe is in cahoots with the villain. Uh, nearly destroyed... New Orleans, which we barely managed to somewhat prevent. And we have returned here knowing that uh, the lovely young lady upstairs, enjoying whatever she is enjoying, is most likely an avatar for a dark god that's being sent here to destroy the world. And trying to put a stop to that before the solstice, and we don't know if we're going to be able to pull that off. Um, it's a bit of a stressful time, but... Uh, uh, I just want to make sure that you were appraised of the gravity of the situation. Uh, also, I was gone for how long? And, and this much happened? Maybe you shouldn't leave as often. Wow. Really? Thanks. We did our best. Um, also, Cape knows all the lyrics to thank you next, and he pretends he doesn't, but he does. Just get me drunk, honey. Look, it's been really bleak, and it's been shit that's been completely out of control, out of our control. We went down south to attempt to curry some sort of assistance in this matter. We left some people back here to look after the girl, but they were instantly teleported to New Orleans for the meeting with the Seven, who are gone now. And then... The, 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 literally the ground started breaking out beneath us as an earthquake erupted the levees were breaking there was nothing we could do we just simply to be absolutely honest with you I'm very glad you weren't around it was quite horrific and dangerous and I'm very very pleased that you are looking exhausted but somewhat well and I'm hoping that's the case let's go with that So, um, back to what I was saying, I do not know if we're actually going to be capable of preventing a lot of the things that are coming down to us. So, I think that if we can't stop it, we need to prepare to be able to confront it. Any options? I mean... I got you an angel statue. I feel like I've done my part. It seems we're fighting a war on several fronts. The ravens, crows, and a rogue storm coven. Are they operating independently? Are they operating in unison? Is there a single head we must decapitate or are there several we'll need to know these answers if we're to proceed so I've been uh, letting my prefrontal cortex chew on this little problem one of the ideas I came up with was in a, in a statuesque sort of way 
Your mother seems to be likely the kind of person who has killed many, many people to uh, get what she wants. Could we not summon the spirits of those whom she ended prematurely? Use them as an army against her? She would be paying for her own sins that way. There's balance in that. Poetic. Secondarily, how many witches do you think we can get? Maybe we can just simply move the moon a couple of inches. We stop the eclipse from being centered exactly here. I believe mathematically it's a 0.27 degree shift. And it simply moves to the next county. Everybody's here waiting for it. And it's over by the time we get to where it needs to be. Wouldn't moving the moon screw up a bunch of stuff? Like like lines, like tides and like don't like... Don't like birds figure out when to have sex or something because of the moon? I don't... Well, it is responsible for the tide, and there is a certain thing about the orbit. There may be consequences, but will those consequences be absolutely world-ending? No. More than likely, some shifts gravitically in the oceans, and maybe a couple of earthquakes here and there, maybe. Earthquakes (laughs) here and there, okay. But it doesn't mean everybody dies to a crow god. Could we just kill the god? Like, Raven's just the harbinger. What if we just, like, went and found this god and killed it? I would love to hear someone tell me how to do that. Like, you have to be able to kill a god, right? There has to be a way. Like, like, it happens all the time in stories, like they get their heads cut off or whatever, usually by another god, but like maybe we could give one of us the power <clears throat> the power of a god. And then, you know, uh, yeah, that's all I got, but. So we're looking at potentially raise an army of the dead, move the moon, or kill a god. I like these options. Do you? I mean, whatever we do, it's going to be cool. Or we'll all die. No flinches a little bit. There must be something we're not seeing. I'm still not entirely convinced. My mother is... Well, obviously she's not in her right mind and hasn't been in a long time, but her actions are madness. For a follower of the craft of the Spider-Grandmother to be this erratic is unthinkable. Something's corrupted her. Something's blinded her. She's driven by rage, anger, vengeance. All of the things the grandmother teaches us to outgrow. There's something we're missing. There's something I'm just not seeing. 
she is also horrifically powerful. What she managed to pull off is, even for those who live outside the realm of belief, beyond it, I... I'm not sure that that's entirely her. Yeah? For someone to outmaneuver the seven, to take them by surprise. I just don't see how my mother could have pulled that off. Wicked and distorted as she was, ambitious as she's always been, this is not witch magic. This isn't even storm coven magic. This is something else. Something bigger. Something Something I'm just not seeing. Well, if it's all connected, pick a thread and pull and let's see if it unravels. Good choice of words. What thread, then, is easiest for us to get to right now, today? I vote not the moon. I wonder sometimes, is it possible that she might be represented in some part of the mother goddess who's gone mad from pain? from all the things that she is forced to endure at the hands of man? This anger is beyond that of just one person. It's, it's, it tastes like, it tastes like the surface of something within all of us, some kind of hate that we all try to control. It doesn't have reason. It doesn't have rhyme. It just has a singular goal. And that is to create a place safe for those who understand the beauty and the embrace of the mother. I don't know. Maybe I'm going mad. What happened in New Orleans was coordinated. I spoke with Joseph, and he corroborated my fear. Joseph's coven was wiped out during the same time we faced our attack in New Orleans. I fear that the same fate has befallen other covens, not only here, but everywhere. The goal is to make the world safe for witches. You start by exterminating a group of witches? Wholesale? Create a threat big enough to unite all of the witches against the common enemy and in some wicked way perhaps you convince the witches to turn against the world. I don't know a lot about witches but I know a lot about true believers 
And true believers always think that they're right and everyone else who doesn't agree completely with them is wrong. They might not even see us as true witches. They might see us as like apostates or heretics or whatever. Believe me, I grew up in the church. I know what happens to people who are seen as not pure enough or not believing strongly enough. These might just be like witch fundamentalists. Well, somebody's got to pick something, and I'm still very confused. And uh, so it should not be me. I have an out-of-character question. Um, Do I ever communicate with Tara? Uh, That's that's actually a, a question for you as a player. Because uh, witches will connect to their craft in very personal ways. For some witches, Terra might not even be a goddess in their view as much as an idea or a path. So um, I totally even plus this is a meeting. So you you can connect with her in any way that you want. And, and, and secondarily, and this is actually to the rest of the table, who among us actually, you know, feels that their character would be comfortable in actually having a persona of their craft goddess or because I really con- seriously consider Cade probably much more of a, this is a manifestation, the collective subconscious of the need to find balance between light and dark. It's sort of like he follows a concept that exists and is embodied in that concept of Terra, but doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily another being. Does anybody feel differently or, you know, or maybe contact one of the goddesses and ask them for, for advice? Hmm. I think um, Hecate is present in every spirit. There's a part of her in all of them, but you can never actually summon her because it's part of every dead thing. I think Albert's connection to the spider grandmother is it's it's... Like the spider grandmother to Albert represents understanding and it's agnostic to a specific belief or a specific craft. It's more about that just happens to be the the ritual or the method of understanding. It's just one way, but really it just comes down to understanding. I think I think Albert would be comfortable. I think he has been thinking about maybe he needs to directly contact the spider grandmother or whatever that element of greater understanding is just to see like what, what is any of this? Like what is going on? I mean, what you're talking about is essentially a very elaborate divination Mm -hmm. spell. So if you wanted to contact the divine, you could do a coven spell, coven ritual and, and do so. And, and whatever you intend, and the dice will sort of determine what happens. But that's yeah. that's what you're talking about. Um, was Joseph from a divine coven? Yeah. He maybe he could help in some way. I, uh, if he can provide us to, with a conduit to someone that might be able to 
aid us or give us at least some direction. And I, I have nothing to say against it. Joseph and I have an understanding with each other. I am willing to trust him if he's willing to work with us. Well, go ahead and fetch him. Let's ask him what he thinks. Ultimately, the choice is his. Um, yeah, I'll invite Joseph into the meeting. All right. And that'll turn it, catch into, him up uh, in. that'll turn it into a mundane, I'm assuming, at this point. Um, if there's going to be magic, we might need to escalate it. But for now, we'll call it a mundane chapter. Um, you will need to know your aspects in case you need a roll, but that's not going to be for anything big. Um, yeah. All right, so you bring Joseph down. Uh, he has um, Pop-Tart in hand and Bible on the other. Uh, he's looking uh, ragged and tired and is sort of absently eating, but uh, he is eating. That's good. And he's reviewing the scripture. Joseph, I understand how much all of this is weighing on you right now, but we wanted to ask if you could assist us in gaining some divine understanding. I understand your coven was a divine coven, and we find ourselves needing to communicate with the higher aspects of the goddess. Is this something you're willing to help us with? God doesn't really work like that. God illuminates your path so that you can find your own way. I do not barter with the Lord on matters of the world. I ask for vision and light, and God provides or doesn't. Not sure how your craft works, but mine looks inward. So this I cannot do. What do you see when you look inward now? How are we to know hope if we do not know despair? And how much more despair is necessary before you're willing to do something? How much hope do you need? Joseph, your coven was destroyed. I know this. The good Lord places here to be hope. And that's what we're trying to be. We're trying to be the hope that we can somehow avoid further bloodshed and somehow stop those who wish to do nothing but cause harm from continuing to do so. But they are very powerful and they have been laying their plans for quite some time. Plans that we are blind to. The only way that we would Seek guidance is simply to beseech the Lord, oh, 
simply the mother to give us some idea of how we could defend her. This isn't a selfish act. This isn't something I want to do. This isn't something I wish would happen. I take no glory or pleasure in it at all. And in fact, I'm willing to sacrifice my own life to make it happen, to fix things, to make sure people live, to make sure the world remains spinning. That's all I want. What you ask for is not magic of the craft. It is a miracle. Then I'm asking for a miracle. Okay, so, um, Albert, I want you to roll a, make a stand, which is wisdom, mm. but you get it at, you get it at wheel because, um, okay. uh, because Cabe helped you out. And cool. you're rolling against a conflict, um, uh, I don't know exactly what to call this conflict, but I guess ideology, um, because of the way Joseph looks at things. And I'm not signed in, so I can't really make the conflict. So we'll just say, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's see if I can fix that while you're rolling. Okay, at wheel, I got a six and four. Oh my god! All right. What's your attribute bonus? Plus one. Um, actually, so oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh, so you got yeah. a seven? Yeah, I got a seven actually. Okay, well, that's all you need. All you need is seven. Da, da, da. Okay. I think I'm in mother. <laughs> All right. So he he kind of takes that comment and opens up his Bible. There is a way to call upon the Lord in times of need. I don't suppose you have a Bible. Uh, what kind? Which interpretation? Uh, I I prefer the, uh, the the King James version, but if you have another, that's fine. I have a really nice one with annotations and all of Jesus' actual words on a different color, so you can pick them out easily. And uh, yeah, there we go. Jesus himself asked for help from the Father. Well, if you open your Bible and Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. The Lord's Prayer is more than just scripture, it's more than just liturgy. It's a spell to access the divine when all hope is lost. I will... Begin to recite it. I will do it with you, and we will see what we can find. Um, the, the expression on Cave and sort of like his physical disposition is very different to the one that you're used to, that people are used to seeing. He seems very humble right now. Uh... And that usual sort of like pride or confidence that he carries around with him subsides and his shoulders sort of slump as he begins to concentrate on the Lord's Prayer. Uh, and there's a, a certain degree of 
this is the actual completely sincere him no walls okay so we uh whoever's participating uh we'll make the spell stronger this is a coven spell no way this where i think we've done this in this game before but uh everybody that's participating will roll a wisdom since this is a divination and um if you're in if you're in mother then you'll also get uh, you know whatever your your plus one for mother and uh and yeah so we take the the take the top scores as the result uh the conflict is uh i guess what is going on is that what you're trying to do uh who is behind this what what question are you trying to answer yeah uh so this is the in-game equivalent of asking the gm how do we tie the plot line together yeah like- <laughs> so you can confront storm coven Just really yeah. what we're after. Yeah. I don't think Mel is actually participating in the spell. I think she's standing off to the side, kind of looking at everybody and just not saying anything, but just just looks wrong. Abigail likes to help. All right, so uh, roll wisdom. You only need three people for it to be a coven spell. Well, we have four with uh, Joseph. Yeah, actually, because of Joseph, I'll give you a wheel because he doesn't roll. Even better. Okay. And this is just the single die, right? Or uh, two, uh, three. Pick the highest two. Oh, it's at real. Okay, that is much better. I got an eight. <laughs> um, I got two fives on my highest. Nice. Plus my bonus. Um, I have a plus one wisdom. So two. Yeah, whatever that means. I have a ten. All right. So that's actually uh, a, a success, a big success. Um, all right. So uh, because you got a 10 plus on this, you can decide how uh, this entity manifests. Since I got the lowest roll, I am going to leave it to you two. <laughs> I have ideas on this if you're stumped, but you, uh, you do have narrative control. So I'm going to offer it. Uh, I'm I'm interested in in what you how you see that, Chris. Emily, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I think it's like I think it's like the room, you know, splits in half. Nobody's going to be able to see what I'm doing if you're listening to the podcast. But I have my hands folded together, and then you know they kind of open up into like a, a like an angle so i think it's like reality just sort of splits mm, open like a and, dimensional um, pocket yeah like there's a dimensional uh just sort of appears um it's like if if the wall in front of you just sort of um caved in in half and then there was like a, a thing in the center 
and uh, a, a feminine figure walks through it, but we sort of have the sense that if we saw this being's true form, we would not be able to handle it. So mm. she's appearing to us in the form of something we understand, such as I think we all, maybe we all see something different. I don't know. That could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and maybe this, this entity is sort of uh, featureless, but has features striking, but not anything you can define. Yeah. Um, and well, they walk out and, uh, look immediately over at the statue of Michael and they smile. Uh, we haven't seen a form in a very long time. Thank you for inviting us. I kneel. Albert bows very deeply uh, and painfully because he's still cradling his ribs. They kind of walk around, and at this point you realize there's no dimension to them. It's sort of more um, reflection of light. Why have you called? We wish your advice on saving your creation, for it is in danger from those who would summon the crow. Before creation, there was but a breath. Then creation happened. We created nothing. I do know what you are. We know what you are speaking of. And you are mistaken in believing that this is a threat to creation. This is truly a threat to you and you alone. For the forces that are guiding this threat are intent on destroying your kind. Not those that walk the earth as men and women and children but those that walk the earth as witches. This power that's coming forward is an ancient one, and it will be unleashed on whoever is present. The only ones that will be present are the witches themselves. selflessly. I thought I was trying to protect others. And it turns that 
I simply need to protect myself and those I love. And all of your kind. We believe there is a place for your kind. We believe that you protect the people of this world. When we cannot. Is there anything you can show us to face this challenge? Because I am at a loss. I've dedicated my life to the practice of the spider grandmother. I've always lived believing that we are to outgrow, to learn, to mature in the face of adversity, to evolve. But none of this makes any sense. There is no order here. Yes, there is. There is a lot of anger here. We do not participate in the matters of personal anger. But somebody was wronged. And somebody is lashing out and wishes to destroy everything. Everything that wronged them. This is not a war against humanity. This is a war against witches. Who was wronged? Well, I think you know. And I dare not say her name. It is not my name to give. That name does not belong to us. Is my mother still herself, or is she... Is she being bent to something else's will? Is this her? Is... is is this her or something else? I, her rage has I consumed pray that you tell her. me this. Her rage has consumed her and has turned her into something else. She has become predator. She must be satiated, but only through vengeance. And she has if many we allies. With her, if if we end it with her. Do we, is that it? Is, is that the source of all of this? Is that the thread we must pull? Thread is a good word. We do not know the future or the past. We know all time as time. All times are infinite. For you to resolve this I... thread, you must pull the right thread. Yes. Yes, I understand threads very well. I understand their complexity. Very well. It seems there is no avoiding what must be done. Oh. Wish to find some way to solve this without having to take life. I believe that 
truth comes from the ultimate understanding that we are all one and to harm one of us is to harm ourselves. But this person, her rage, she is out of balance herself. I wish I could guide her to find that balance. Atonement. I just wish that were so. Always remember that you were created for more. And it's like the light's turned off and it's all gone. Sorry, we were created for what was the last word? More. Mel is in the corner looking sick to her stomach. Mel. I'll be okay. This seems bad. No, no, it's it's fine. It's just I just have a lot on my mind and talking about mothers and I just Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know, but I know. Look, I'm going to get some rest and just get me when we're going to go fight somebody or something and like leaves the room as quickly as possible. I should go deal with the toaster. You guys probably have stuff you want to talk about. And um, if you need me, I'm in the next room just yelled. But I feel very over my head right now. And Abigail sidles toward the kitchen. Pivot to a meeting if you need it. Well, Cave is still kneeling, but he's just sort of sobbing. And he's sobbing onto a hardwood floor, and the tears are dropping and actually making a little pool. And you can't see his face because he's basically down. He has his face down the ground, but you can see the reflection of his face and the pool of tears on the hardwood floor. Albert's going to just put a hand on Cave's shoulder and just stand there. I always hoped that I'd be able to affect change without the application of force. That seems to be the only solution that the Father God seems to know. I dedicated myself to the opposite. The story is not over yet, Cape. I am still not convinced that fighting rage with more rage is the solution. I'm prepared to do what I must, but I am not prepared to throw away everything I believe in. I believe 
there is a third option. We just don't see it yet. Cabe at that point sort of looks up and you can see his, you know, his teared up face and he, he puts his hand uh, on your face, on your cheek and he goes, don't you understand what wronged her, Albert? Don't you understand the source of the betrayal? Don't you understand the one she loved the most, the one she put all her hope into for the future, for her plans, for what she wanted to accomplish? That left her. That left her alone. It broke her. Then it's time to bring it back. It doesn't exist. The person she wanted you to be, the thing that she was counting on, the hope that she had planted inside you died when you decide to basically kill yourself in order to not be that. The worst thing a parent can ever say to you is I am disappointed. I wish you could see what I see. Because I look at you now and I see how hurt you are because you think we've just lost. (laughs) If only you knew this is where it turns. This is where we win. Because I think we have lost. I am upset because of the things that we must do in order to win. My choices have already been made. And I already have no regrets. I may not have to sacrifice my life. But I do think in some sense, Albert, will have to sacrifice a part of my soul. And to be truthful, those two women, and for you, and for the balance, there's nothing I wouldn't sacrifice. There is a sacrifice I must ask of you before this is done. Name it. Let me go. Are you certain? Already made the choice. You'll see in time. If only you could see what I can see. There is a way out of this. The right way. Without losing ourselves. You'll need to let me go. Know me for a long time and These are words you've never heard me utter. I trust you. I know how painful those words must feel on your tongue. Oddly, they are sweet. They smell like juniper. It's fine. I have 
learned from this that you can never control everything. You can't see everything. Sometimes there's more to the world than what you can manipulate. I release that control. I release that illusion. And with that, you have my trust. I've had the privilege of living far more lives than any man has a right to live. I've seen more versions of myself than any man should know. And I've tasted every pleasure, every love, everything that has made it worth it. I'm ready. It's time. What do you want me to tell them? The truth. And we'll tell them together when the time is right. I just need to ask you now to let me go. I have no hold over you. And like I said, I trust you. Do what you must. So um, Abigail is in the kitchen, right? I'm assuming. Muted. There we go. That's why you can't hear me. Yes. All right. I'm going to pivot here real quick. Hi. Right after this. Uh, uh, Raven comes in and she looks white, like more white than normal. Into the kitchen? Yeah, into the kitchen. Okay. Um, And she's kind of like holding her hands where her hands are turning into talons. And her face is beginning to elongate. And she says, they're here. Sweetie. She turns into a raven and just flies off into the corner of the kitchen looking for a place to hide. Um, I'm going to open a cupboard. (laughs) And hope that she'll, like, go in there. Um, and we're in a menace chapter, so note your aspects. Mother. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to walk back into the main room and be say something like, uh, Raven says somebody's here. Also, she turned into a bird. I hid her in a cupboard. Uh, Albert looks to immediately to the front door because every single time we get attacked, the front door gets blown off. So he's just watching the front door. Well, I think we described, described in the past that there are like, uh, two windows on either side of the door. Uh, so you can kind of see out those windows. And there are three uh, county patrol officer vehicles out there um the sheriff vehicles and uh there is a black van standing in front of the vehicles are uh is the sheriff a couple of deputies next to them is mr garrett who was the county guy that came in in episode one who i foreshadowed at the top of this episode and Thanks. Next to him is uh, Alex. Uh, Alex Hale from the church. And uh, a couple of other... I don't think Salem has its own police department, so it's really just the county. It's just kind of a gaggle of officials and Alex. 
Um, but then you notice uh, Raven's family is there as well. You can see them sitting in the van. Raven's family's there? Yeah, they're in the van. Okay. I guess so. Does it look like they're being detained, or are they just part of this, whatever this they're is? They're definitely part of this. Um, okay. Mr. Garrett and the sheriff are talking. He has a clipboard out, and they're kind of like preparing for what they're about to do. Well, this looks very official and very, very bad. Um, I want to get the curse. As soon as Mel finishes, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Raven needs to get out of here. Uh, I don't think she'll go. Um, I guess we could open a window and try and shoo her out. Um, the sheriff is approaching the uh, halfway house. I'm going to go see if I can get her to leave and... Um, I guess one of you should deal with that. Um, Albert, give me your phone. Albert, hands you the phone. I set it to record video. And I said, hold this here in the window. Make sure you record all of this. I want to cast a curse. I do so. At that moment, the sheriff arrives, does the backhand knock. Uh, please open up. This is Sheriff Callahan. We have a warrant. We need to shut this place down. You must comply or we will remove you by force. Hello? Open up. I open the door. I cast the curse. <laughs> Confronting officials at the door. Uh, is the conflict officials at the door? And a curse is a severity roll. I don't know what you're doing, so we'll just see what happens. Uh, I am actually using my... Uh, I am in mid, and I'm using my uh, Terra Swift and Heroic. Switch immediately crone and cause harm or destruction to a subject. Okay. Well, that's what that's for. <laughs> I have a 11. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I don't think this is going to resolve the conflict, so I'm going to tap as subdued. But we can't say the word tap. I'm just going oh, to turn it sideways. That is very illegal. Yeah, I'm turning it sideways. Um, and tell me what happens. What does it look um, like? Um, <laughs> if you need to do something with the sheriff, that's okay, because there are other officials. It's very sweet and uh, a, a, a very sweet attack. And I go, sheriff. And I just lean to him. We're not your enemy. It's those. You should kill them immediately. So the sheriff turns around and shoots the fuck out of the crow people. <gasps> Empties the gun. Mel goes berserk. Cabe, what have you done? Cabe's pissed. That was Raven's family. What? Well, I didn't do nothing. That was the sheriff. I have it on film. The uh, deputies are restraining the sheriff, tackling him, cuffing him, saying, what the hell, Cal? What the hell? You know, and they're freaking out. Garrett is hiding behind the car. And uh, there are uh, three dead bodies in the, in the van. 
close the door. Mel is running as fast as she can, which is pretty fucking fast towards the bodies. I, I, uh, I don't know what state Mel is in based on our prior conversations, but you if you're in a particular state, there's a lot you can do. Yep. Okay, so I'll let you take it away. I don't want to reveal anything. So, if nobody stops her, she's she's running straight towards them. Albert's not going to stop Mel. Raven is, uh, while Mel is running, Raven is now leaping out of the cupboard into the kitchen, forming to a hybrid Raven person form, screeching in horror and running through. Now, Abigail, I think, is in there. And probably Megan. Oh my god, Megan's in there. Megan is screaming and running as well. Because there's a big horrific monster leaping out of the cupboard. Oh god. Um, Let me put some conflicts down. Hold on. <laughs> this is There's a monster in the cupboard. Um, <laughs> um I'm gonna put Megan down as a conflict. I'm gonna put um Raven down as a conflict. Basically, their reaction to this. Um, the thistles of the door are still there, but it's subdued. Okay, so what now? I think Mel arrives at the van. Yep. Shoves her head right in the window, and you can't, from the distance, angle see exactly what she's doing, but it's obvious that it's not good. Alex is running away, screaming like a child. His very well-pressed pants glistening in the snow. Uh, and now I think the deputies at this point have recovered enough to see Mel go doing something in the van, so they're trying to grab her away. The minute... Uh, yeah. Oh. The Go minute ahead. they touch her, she just whirls around at them. Just her face is just dripping and takes off. Dripping with what? Blood. Um, I don't think I'm going to make you roll. Well, no, we're in a minute, so you have to roll. Okay, so the conflict is deputies grab Mel. Um, I think, uh, are you going for intimidate here to get away? Um, yeah, I would say that's fair. All right. So this is a severity roll. Cool. Definitely in crown right now. Uh, remind me again what I'm rolling because I've been gone for several weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been gone that long. You've just been doing so much. It feels like several weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> at a loss right now. <laughs> All right. So roll, um, roll 2d6 plus severity and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. That's a five. Ooh. Um, seven. Mm. Okay. Just. That's all you need. Seven. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm going to take a liberty here, but X me if I'm out of line. Okay. Sure. Um, as you run away, they uh, are, the deputies kind of get full back. They're startled. And one of them demands that you stop and opens fire. But those bullets don't really bother you, do they? No. Okay. 
not I'm not enjoying it, but it's not bothering me terribly. So I think you all witnessed Mel getting shot in the back as she's continuing to run away, but she continues to run. Some things are going down here, folks. Things are going yeah. down. What's next? What's going on? The Dumbies are shooting um, at Mel. The uh, Alex is running away. Raven is leaping out of the cupboard into hybrid form. Megan's freaking out. Cave is, and and Albert are in the uh, foyer. Give me a sense um, of. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Albert's going to do a. Uh, he's going to summon a powerful natural disaster, but a controlled natural disaster. He's 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 trying to do like a controlled gust, like a like a hurricane just like i don't have time for this anybody that's going after mel they're gonna get swept up like yeah but uh emily if you have a something to do before before that happens uh (laughs) i was uh i wanted to ask for clarification on what precisely raven looks like like could raven fly she could. Do you remember uh, in early in the in the campaign when they were sort of these raven monsters that were attacking? Mm-hmm. She's okay. sort of in that form. So she's a hybrid raven person. So she has wings, but also hands, and she's standing okay. upright, and it's kind of halfway formed. But this is a um, a protective form. So she's doing this because she's expecting to have to fight. So it's not transitioning. This is her form. Um. I'm going to open the window and cast a spell. Um, it is the, uh, the the same spell I think I did in New Orleans. It's the one that uh, revealed the best path for the subjects so that they find personal, ha- personal happiness and success and that will use the best of their potential. Um, and I genuinely just mean to do it to show Raven a way to escape from all the chaos but uh, it does seem a little bit more wide-ranging, so if she suddenly just, like, knows she needs to leave town entirely, I would not be, you know, that surprised. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not thinking too clearly. I just want to get her away from here. Um, and uh, I think I, I'm guiding her toward the back door All right, as I'm um, casting this. You're confronting Raven, the conflict? Um, yes. And am I, am I just rolling two, or am I at whoa? Uh, is are you in this aspect? I'm in mother. And this is, is this a mother spell? This is a no. This is a well. Yeah, it's a mother spell. Okay, mother spell, then, then it's yeah. since it's a menace, you just roll normal. If okay. or any other aspect, you would roll at whoa. Great. Uh, yeah, that's a ten. Okay. Cool. Great. Um, I'll go ahead and resolve that conflict, and you tell me what happens. Yeah, so... Um, oh, and you get um, an experience in I already, I already clicked the little box. It's so satisfying. <laughs> um, the, yeah, like like uh, Abigail is running like she hasn't since she was in cross-country, and she's kind of got one hand around uh, Raven's still extant human hand and like she's like just sort of gesturing to Megan to like sit down uh, and she takes her to the back door and it's just like she's instantly um, you know her hands move in a, a flurry of of movement and the frost it's it's kind of snowy outside yeah it's snowy outside so like the snow there's like a like a gleaming 
um, sunlit path atop it to the point that it's even melting a little bit. Um, and uh, uh, she leans her head against Raven's bird head and is like, go, come back if you can, but you'll stay safe as long as you follow the path. And uh, shoves her out. Raven Baby's got to leave home. Yeah. <laughs> Baby's got to leave home sometime. Um, yeah. And I assume that then uh, Abigail would go to find Megan and try to not make sure she doesn't get shot. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we'll go back to Albert, who is going to cast a spell, uh, I think, yes. on the deputies. Uh, the intent is just everybody that like like the cars, the deputies, just everybody get get out, the, get off my property is the is the idea. Like the, I, I'm not in the mood for this. Everybody go. Um, I stop recording. I, I throw the phone over to Cabe, and um, yeah, I'm gonna. So I guess I'll roll and we'll see what happens. Yeah, you're confronting um, deputies attacking. Deputies. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show the. Uh... Conflicts. Okay. No whammies, no whammies. Here we go. Ooh. uh, Seven, barely. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So uh, it's sort of... That's with... uh, The snow is kicked up like a cyclone, right? That what you had in mind? Yes. Yes. Snow is kicked up like a cyclone, and it actually picks up the van and the patrol car. So it goes spinning and flying. One of the patrol cars flies into the, the halfway home, into Salem's hearth, smashes through the room that used to belong to Raven. That is now underneath a police car. The others fly away and the deputies are running the fuck away. Everybody's running away this point i think uh, you may have even yeah. lost sight of mel okay because she was going um, way too fast yeah i i think albert understands what's going on there um as far as the raven folk um where are the, like w- what happened to them in the in the maelstrom that i kicked up though well, they're in the van the van was picked up and okay. toppled but it's still okay there I'm going to walk out towards that van. Um, and that'll, we can cut away from that, I guess. See what happens. Cape? How many patrol cars were there since there, there were several deputies? There were, um, I can't remember what I said, but I'm, I have two in my head, so let's say there were two. Um, and then there was a county vehicle that Mr. Garrett was driving. And the two patrol cars was one specifically the sheriff's. Is that yeah. the one that's embedded in the house or yeah. the one that's still there? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to walk. I'm going to very calmly grab a couple of gloves. Um, I'm going to put them on as I go upstairs to the patrol car. I'm going to remove the shotgun from the rack. And I'm going to find me some county people. And I'm just going to shoot them dead. I think we've lost Kate. And, and then he's going to put the shotgun in the sheriff's hand, make sure it's printed, since he already has the residue on his hands already, and remove the gloves, go back inside, and finish my fucking paperwork. Now, uh, I will give the opportunity for somebody else to stop him, but the uh, mundanes can't. This is more than they can handle. Now, 
the county the only county guy was Mr. Garrett. And then there was. were the two and then there were the two deputies. The deputies are fine. They already saw their sheriff going eat shit. They're actually gonna help my story. And they're gone. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of ghosts and I don't like that. Yeah, you would definitely be feeling the trauma. Yeah. Um, uh, so far, I haven't seen any of this. I've heard gunshots, but like, I've been so focused on getting Raven out of there. And as I'm on my way back to Megan, I look toward the front and see that Kate is not is not the one who was being fired upon. Let's say. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna try and stop him. Okay. Cave. This is a uh, conflict cave. Shooting Garrett, I guess. (laughs) Just had that Bon Jovi "Hey Patty Garrett" song stuck in my head. Okay. Uh, So uh, now the way that the the witch versus witch kinds of rolls work is you roll, and then uh, depending on your roll. Jim can choose to or not go with what you want, but there's an incentive built in. So uh, you don't, you might not, even if you succeed, be able to stop him if this is something he wants to do as a player. Okay, that's fine. So, um, and I think protect is probably what you're doing, unless you're using magic. Yeah, I'm going to get between, I'm going to um, try and get between him and the, um, the Mr. Garrett, or I'm going to try and I, I'm not entirely clear on the geography, so I'm going to either get between them or I'm going to try and pull him back, pull okay. Kate back rather. Okay. Um, I prefer to get between because I think that's more interesting. So I'm yeah. just going to say that's what I can do. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, geography. I'm good with that. Yeah. It's fun. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm going to uh, roll protect. Um, Oh shit! Uh, that is a five. <laughs> okay. So, well, that means then that Jim, you get uh, an experience point if you choose to uh, ignore Abigail and do what you're going to do. I'm totally doing what I'm going to do. So you barge past uh-huh. her and then no, actually, she comes up, gets in between me and them, and looks at me. I just. I, 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 the shotgun goes, is still in my hand, but goes down. And I basically just kiss her right in the mouth and then shoot the dude. That's and a I, lot. And, and, and I flip back and I go, thanks for trying, honey, but it's too late. And um, I can like feel his spirit being like ripped from his body and it's a it's a it's a lot it's not fun yeah i don't like this uh and i'm looking at you kind of with horror and then i i just throw up just walking away and um all of the the spirits that suddenly appear during this whole altercation um it's the uh the were folk that remain. Everybody else sort of moved on almost immediately, mm-hmm. but the were folk have not. And they're in this sort of uh, tortured, screaming state, t- tethered to their bodies. I 
I guess I have to cast another spell. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, commune, I can commune with the dead with the ability to understand what they want or need, even if they don't know it themselves, and provide guidance for them. Um, so, yeah. All right. The conflict is bound, Ravenkind spirits. Yeah. Let's hope I roll better this time. Uh, yeah, that is an eight. Okay. Um, they don't know what's going on, but you do. They have been, um, while dying, they ha- they had succumbed to uh, a vampire bite. And because of that, their souls are trapped in their bodies. Okay. Um, They've been desecrated. In addition to being murdered. This is a lot. There's a lot for me to deal with right now. Um, now you know how to fix that. It's just a yeah. simple blessing, and you know, yeah, but it's a it's a it's a blessing, and it's uh, but it's it's very. I want to say it's very emotionally taxing. Like it's a lot of like having to live every moment of their pain, having to feel that pain flow through me it's because it needs to go somewhere, so it has to go through me, uh, and then it's kind of expelled but uh i have to i have to live that pain uh how many people are there three 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 times in a row the mother the father and the brother three times in a row and um well i don't know how many did mel get to (laughs) um let's say all three yeah as as many as possible (laughs) yeah so uh and the sec the second the pain and the, the the anger and the desecration is taken from them, they're you know, they're able to sort of dissipate. Um Hecate won't take them when they're caught in that in between state, but she will when I've taken the in between from them. Um and it's not, you know, a thing I enjoy doing, but sometimes it's gotta be done. What the fuck is up with everybody today? <laughs> and um in the kitchen, if anybody's in there, uh, Megan is in the corner, hugging her legs and weeping with terror. And let's move into a uh, meeting. So both Cabe and, and Mel are gone, right? No, uh, just Mel. Yeah, I'm in the house. Great. Um, I deal with that. I want to deal with Megan. I'm going to go deal with Megan because I don't fucking know what's happening right now. That was me describing what I was doing, but I also think that was dialogue I just said. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go deal with Megan because I can't yeah. even. Yeah. Megan is uh, just terrified. She saw a lot in that last five minutes. Um, so I'm um, going to sit down. Go ahead. Mm, sorry. Um, Albert was approaching the van. What did he see when he got to the van? He's he's trying to determine the fate of the of the, the Raven folk. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I completely brushed past that. Um, sorry. So you saw everything that Abigail did. Right, and you could tell that they were uh, fed upon by a vampire. Okay, yeah, and shot by a sheriff. Um, 
Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Albert does not return to the house, and uh, he stands outside and um, he shouts for Kate to come out. Uh, Cabe comes out and he's fully dressed. He's got his jacket and his tie on. He's got his car keys. Uh, Albert, what are you still doing here? I thought you were going to go. I was prepared to lose a lot. I did not see this coming. You are no longer a member of our coven. Why? Look I'm around you. Care of problems. You've placed us all in danger. You know what those fools did? They took the one thing I love. They took the law, and they tried to use it against me. Nobody uses the law against me. They were putting things out of balance on purpose. They were trying to bring that girl back to ensure that she would do what she would do. Those fools were actually under the influence of something. Probably that idiot from the church, and he's next, motherfucker, that convinced them that we were of the devil or something foolish. I am simply just removing the cancer from this town that is plaguing it and stopping us from fixing things. I am just making sure that we win. You're sounding an awful lot like my mother. Have you forgotten that you've just killed Raven's parents? The girl that we were sworn to protect. Was she ever going to see them again? Were they ever going to tolerate her presence as for what she was? Well, all I did was preserve the memory of what they were for her. I didn't even lay a hand on them. The sheriff was mighty kind to help me. This is for her own good. She needs to forget about them and leave them behind. They were going to keep dogging her. They were going to keep chasing her. They were going to keep trying to interfere in her life. There was going to be no peace in that. Where's the balance in that? Just hate, hate, hate. All they have is hate, hate, hate. I am removing the hate. You've only made it worse. I can no longer trust you to be in this house. I can no longer depend on you to keep things in balance because you are not in balance. I hope that you can see this before the end. Oh, yeah. The moment I trust you, that's when you lose faith in me. The moment you guide me in the direction that I have to go, reassure me in what I have to do. I finally made the decision as a broken man that you were going to go take care of your mother and I'd take care of the rest. What did you think I was going to do? Take care of my mother. What did you think I meant? I did not put you up to this. Do not put this on me. You were going to pull her string. What the hell does that mean? That means end it. I was going to bring Alice back in my place. I was going to bring Alice back so she can set right the world, as has always been intended. It was my time to go. Oh. So basically, once again, it's uh, sacrifice something and die again to fix the problem. That worked out real well for you in the past, Albert. 
We can't dodge this by just throwing ourselves on a pyre and hoping it works out better. We have to take action. We have to make things work. The mother's way didn't work. Now it's time for the father's way, and the father's way is going to fix it. The father's way? And he what just did you just say to me? What did you just say, Kate? Listen to your words. What did you just say? What did you just utter in my face? What did you just say, say about the father? I was willing to sacrifice who I was to make things better, and that's what I did. The old Cade, the person that was naive enough to think that love was the answer and everybody should get along, that was a fool. That was a fool who got nothing constructed done. That was a fool who let people just disappear from the house at their own at their own choosing, doing whatever they want with whatever consequences. I didn't care about consequences because I knew I was clever enough to fix it after the fact. Well, yeah, time for clever is being used correctly now, sir. I guarantee it. And honestly, the house is in my name. You're welcome to leave. Good day. And then he walks away and goes to the car. That was a constructive meeting. I want to see what happens with Mel. Um, I'm deciding if I want to destroy the car. Oh. Oh, this isn't over. (laughs) Nope. Uh, It's not going to end that way. Cool. Okay. I I do want to see what's going on with Abigail, uh, but I'm really interested in what happened with Mel. So uh, since she's been out for a bit. Where where did Mel go? She runs back to her foster mother's house and swings open the door and slams it behind her and just sinks to the ground, losing her mind. Okay. And is the foster mother there? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you the narrative control on this because I don't know this character, your character. So um, what does your foster mother do? I think that she just kind of stands there and almost looks a little satisfied with, with what she's seeing. And Mel just looks at her, you know, weeping and just asks, is this, is this what you wanted? Is this better? And then Jennifer just smiles and says, yes, well, at least we have the two of us. Yeah. And I think in her mind, Mel is starting to wonder if maybe she picked the wrong family. So in the kitchen, uh, Abigail is calming Megan down. Um, probably doing a pretty good job at that because Abigail's good at that. Um, yeah. She's uh, really distraught and suddenly realizing the full depth of what she does not know. Yeah. Abigail is also 
do a thing here. Um, We're montaging, by the way. Um, we'll move into a scene if we need to. When everybody gets... When, when Albert, I guess, <laughs> who's left... <laughs> When Albert gets back uh, inside, um, Abigail and Megan are not there. And that's the last I'm going to speak this session. Oh. So Albert is alone inside the house. The door is open. Snow has gotten into the floor. Um, part of the ceiling and the opposite wing is collapsing under the weight of the sheriff's car. Um, windows are cracked. The uh, storm that's summoned is still kind of there, a bit windy. And Raven flies in. It transforms into a girl as soon as she lands. And she looks up at Albert and says, Abigail told me to go where I feel safest. And so here I am. Albert crumples to the floor and he is now sobbing. I failed. I'm so sorry I failed you. I've done everything I could. But this is no longer a safe place. And my name is no longer Albert. Your name is Albert, and you stand up and quit feeling sorry for yourself. And yes, this is a safe place. We're going to make it a safe place. And you and I are going to fix this. You were the only people that gave me a life worth living. Now shut the fuck up, pull yourself together, and get your coven back. What's the matter with you, you son of a bitch? That's what I was waiting for. Ah, you people. She stomps off into the kitchen. We may have to relocate. I don't think Cabe is safe. He may come back and claim this place as his own. A coven is not a physical building. A coven is a promise. In my eyes, Cabe broke that promise. He's responsible for the death of members of your family. That was a choice that you needed to make, not him. I'm sorry that I have to be one then to tell you. She's frowning, uh, trying to process this, and then Joseph comes in as well. Train station is available. Flips through the scripture and kind of turns around and leaves. And where has he been this whole time? I don't know, but he's there now. (laughs) That's all that matters. (laughs) Okay. Joseph, thank you. My place is yours. All right, so uh, a lot went down. What what do we need to do next? Is this something, Is this, do we need to stop and just sort of like deal with this and come back later? Or do we need to have a meeting or a montage or move into another chapter? How, how should we move on? We're not going to hear from Abigail until next time. <laughs> I don't think we're going to hear from Mel until next time. What's Cave doing? Do we need an outro for him? Oh, uh, Cave is going to find um, uh, the little church friend. Oh, Alex Hale. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know the yeah, I, I know the listeners true. really wanted somebody to take care of that guy, so maybe that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Okay, I so am. so we can probably cut with Cave right now. And uh, all right, well, it's kind of a short session, but this seems like a pretty good stopping place. I think. My heart is pounding. <laughs> okay, so look, I tipped the fucking table over, all right, and and made Cabe go a little batshit crazy. Um, now I had an idea to go behind this, but I, what I wanted to throw out at you was, is a, as a group, we can find some kind of way for Gabe, Cabe to redeem what happened. Okay. Uh, which in its of itself is great storytelling and creates a lot of great drama. Or I can relegate Cabe to an NPC status and then play Joseph. Yeah, uh, in the game, according to the mechanics, you can resolve your character whenever you want. So it's really your choice. Um, and, and then basically my character becomes part of the villain set for the or the antagonist for the story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm. man. Mm. Because honestly, that I, I was Cabe's abilities are are were a little bit very combaty, and I really wanted to avoid playing a combaty character. So I kind of still love Cabe. Cabe is fun to play, but I wanted to try something a little bit different in the game. Um, so he would actually be a changed person after his redemption, or. Um, I would I would play the, the character and then merge the two covens and sort of have that work out that way, which I also thought was narratively kind of fun and interesting idea. So I want to leave it to you know Chris and you guys to to help me decide what's going on. There, there is a third option according to the rules of the game. If you resolve your character, you can choose to uh, co guide and get you get a bunch of um, charm that you can use to affect the fiction. So there's an option there too. Uh, but yeah, you're welcome to have Joseph. That would be an option. Yeah, you're welcome to have Joseph. You're welcome to resolve your character. It's really your choice, but yeah, get the rest of the table to buy in. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is if we want to you know sort of chew on it for a week and see what kind of ideas we come up with, maybe a redemption story and work on something like that. Uh, we can you know do it over Slack or or email or whatever modality you guys want to use. We can just discuss it. Uh, and if we can't come up with something fun that we all want to do as as a table, I I can totally I would totally love to play uh, the holy character in this towards the end of the resolution. And I think that it's actually kind of a neat idea that the same monster that took Albert's mother took one of your own. Uh, it sounds to me like you're really interested in getting a chance to play a different character. So I would say do that. Yeah, it sounds like you like Joseph too. I like the humility of that character and the fact that even though he's humble, he still seems authoritative, you know, he's a great character. And uh, I think that with the, the, the addition of an archangel statue and all that stuff, thematically uh, things seem to be going into a very, and, and the fact that we're dealing with a Christian church, so on and so forth, I think thematically that fits much more nicely. But like I said, it, the whole thing is it, uh, when you redeem something this horrid, it's sort of a rebirth. So I'll technically be playing a different character afterwards either way because yeah. Abe will be a completely different person after the redemption story. Yeah, we uh, uh, we are in session eight, which means we've only got really a couple before we into the, like enter the final, the grand finale. So um, I think narratively it would make sense if you pick up Joseph. But it's Sounds up good. to you. Uh, I, uh, Emily is not speaking but has voiced her opinion as being 
uh, in favor of this plan. Um, so yeah, okay. Well, this is exciting. It's also a good demonstration of how the game works. So that, you know, people will wonder, and I actually wrote a bit about this on the Kickstarter. Well, you know, if you, if my character dies, doesn't die, why is there tension? Well, the tension comes with the story, and at some point in the story, you're going to just have to say, "Oh, my character needs to go," because of the way the story worked out. So this is a great example of how the game should run. So great, I'm glad to see it. I was a little surprised, a little a, a lot surprised when we first ever played a samurai <laughs> RPG. I was the first guy to totally allow myself to die in that game <laughs> and totally flip the story over. And this is the second time in my entire life I've ever done anything like that. <laughs> yeah. if, I hope you guys find this entertaining. I hope I didn't screw any of your guys' idea of what the game's supposed to be like and what's going on. Um, but I, I, I just really got inspired this afternoon about doing something like this. And uh, it was all about whether there was going to be a line that was crossed. The next time somebody tried to break one of our doors down, I was going to lose my shit. That was basically what I was doing. And well, this uh, is a perfect setup because they were doing the the law. They were what they were doing was closing down the house so you wouldn't have legal authority over Raven. And that was right. Exactly what was going. No, on. I mean the thing is, I had a ho- I had a whole lot of intentional double entendre in the conversation that we that I had with Albert mm-hmm. uh, going into that. Um, uh, and, and sort of like hidden meaning in a lot of the things. So uh, I, I thought it was a neat idea to sort of create that kind of thing and then and then turn the switch at the end of the story. So like I said, I'm just experimenting with some of the things that I'm doing with my role-playing um, because this game is very experimental to me to begin with because it runs a lot differently than anything else I've ever played in. So once again, I, I'm really sorry if I upset anybody with it, but I, it, it was done sort of on purpose and, and I did have don't apologize for making good fiction. Yeah, having missed a couple of games, so I'm like, did I did I really really miss something? <laughs> I was very oh, confused. And by the way, Matt, the whole vampire <laughs> thing and the thing that you're doing and what you did with the Ravens made me so happy. I was <laughs> just so freaking cool once those reveals started coming because I had my suspicions when you wouldn't join the Holy Circle to summon. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, what's with her? Finish, yeah. Lots of surprises. Okay, well, we'll we'll wrap there. Uh, let me pull up my script here. Um, thank you for joining this very lively episode. I thought last time was sweeps. I think this was sweeps. Uh, for those of you younger than me, you might have to look that reference up. And by the way, if I could role play every day of my life with Joe, I would totally do that. <laughs> he is just such an incredible like role play ping pong partner because that ball flies back and forth like crazy, and I just have such a great time. That was great. Well, uh, we will be back on August thirty first uh, for session nine. Uh, there was definitely. Um, a cataclysmic explosion in the coven. So we'll have to figure out how all the pieces get put back together. We'll be meeting in the train station this time. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, uh, the equinox and the solstice or no the solstice and the, um, and the eclipse are coming. Uh, so if you want to have gone up, with the moon plan, we should have <laughs> done the moon plan. You guys. All I was thinking about was an end game when he was, when like Thanos was throwing the moon at them. And I'm like, Oh man, we're going to get all like MCU uh, out there at this final session. Can we do a, can we do it? Like where, okay. Like Albert wakes up and this was, this whole session was just one of his dreams. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we have a, we have a chance to undo some of the things we might want to do different. 
I don't know. Just 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 throwing that out there. <laughs> you, uh, do you realize it was a dream because you see your mother in the shower and she's like, "Hi, honey." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh boy! All right. Well, uh, if you want to catch up (laughs) on the past episodes, um, go to happyjacks.org/slash/greatamericanwitch, and all of the other APs are at happyjacks.org/slash/shows. We are here every other Monday. Uh, Kurt's lighthearted game is next week, so tune into that. Uh, So you'll see some familiar faces. Definitely turn into a lighthearted game. Yeah, yeah. You might need a break, A a palate cleanser, as they say. Uh, but that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I am Chris. We have Emily, who isn't speaking right now. I'm. Sp- I, I will say. I will. I will say goodbye. Okay. Like, I'll do that. I'm All still right. sitting here. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm, that, I'm self-involved enough to say where you can find me on social media, which is at twitter.com/slash emilyvdw, and uh, you can read all the writing I do there. Um, I am playing in this game every other Monday. I'm in the Savage Worlds game Pembroke on Wednesday, which is wildly different, but I'm playing a mean girl there, and I'm really good at it, it turns out. so. Uh, and then um, the, I have a, a scripted fiction podcast named Arden that you can find on all podcatchers, and uh, we just had our mid-season finale, and we're going back into production on Saturday. So Never stops. Mac. I'm Mac. And I'm going to continue to be Mac, and you can follow me on the interwebs as at Strange Like That. And you can also catch me over at 12-Sided Stories. We wrapped our third season of Otherworld London. It was our series finale. Check that out. It was a lot of fun. And I'm pleased to say that I'm going to be running another season of Unquiet Blood in the near future. Awesome. Jim? Well, speaking of uh, Cthulhu Nightmares, uh, I am in Murmurs of the Abyss uh, uh, that Stu is running every other Sunday. And then on the other Sundays, I am in his uh, Vampire 5e game playing my uh, Nosferatu. So if you want to see me play somebody who will run away from a fight, watch my Nosferatu. If you want to watch me play somebody who's completely meek, go ahead and watch my Professor Cthulhu on Sundays. And then I'm also here on Mondays. And uh, please visit us at www.strategicon.net and see if you want to play or run some games. And last but not least, Joe. Hey, all. I'm Joe, and uh, you find me here on Monday nights for the short foreseeable future. Um, here uh, for Great American Witch, which, by the way, can we can we get up for Chris for just such an amazing uh, narrative-heavy role-playing system that I've been wanting to play in for so long thank you for making this um and get it and back it so that you can play it too it's a awesome system um but having said that back to me um i am also here for lighthearted every other monday uh, with kurt potts um very different flavor um i'm playing the opposite of albert in that game so it's a chance for me to decompress as well uh but i look forward to seeing you all there and um yeah thanks thanks for tuning in and checking us out awesome well thank you that was very kind we will see you in a couple of weeks sleep well after all of that and Try to remember how to close the show. Oh, yes. Now I know. <laughs>